Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah! That's right, we're coming in with the Amy's very first episode. Look at this lady, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to the very first episode of the official Magicians After Show right here on Afterbus TV. Let's get, yeah, we got some Seymour Man going. We can keep going. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, for the entirety of season one, we'll be right here Monday nights recapping Sci-Fi's The Magicians for you. And if you like what you hear and if you like what you're seeing, obviously we love doing this. But if you like it, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, go to all kinds of social media. But even better, go to YouTube, leave a comment, uh, give us one of those nifty thumbs up, go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, download, uh, leave a review, all that good stuff. Let us know and we'll let you know. And it'll be a, a time is a flat circle is what I'm getting at. So we're we'll all, read your comments exactly, for sure. So. Exactly, every yes. one of them. But be gentle. Yeah, Please. Uh, my name is Ty Matthews. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram at Ty Matthews PMA. I've got a very, very lovely, talented uh, panel. Uh, I, I can't even. Whoo, words. I've got a lovely and talented panel of co-hosts, guys. Tell them who you are. Hello, my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie D Lane. Hello, I'm Samantha Benitz. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Samantha underscore Benitz. And hi, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Adrian Snow. It's M S E D R I N S N O W. All right, we got a double episode premiere tonight, y'all. So we got lots of information, lots to get through, a lot to get through. Let's talk about first impressions, though. What did we What did we think of the first two episodes? Very captivating. I mm. mean, they started it off right the way, just grabbing your interest, mm-hmm. wondering who these characters are, who's Quentin, why does he have such a bad attitude, and what oh. is he kind of getting at? You know, you're mm. kind of wondering what it is that is driving him. And you finally find out clearly in the first few minutes that it's his magical abilities after he goes and takes this magical aptitude test. So I think it was off to a pretty interesting start, especially with the relationship with Julia as well. Sure. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, no, I thought it was super interesting, very intriguing. I like the visuals, just like the over kind of saturated colors and the different mm-hmm. places they went to. It was, it's very visually stimulating. And then just plot wise was like, ooh, I'm curious. Like, you get curious. You're like, oh, I want to see where this goes. Yeah, definitely. What do you think? 
I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, it felt very like uh, a sci-fi show, which I enjoy. I love sci-fi shows, but um, on sci-fi, not just regular sci-fi shows. But that's why that's why sci-fi. Yeah, that's why sci-fi. But no, I enjoyed just to kind of seeing them develop. I'm a little curious about Julia and why she's suddenly like didn't seem to care about magic at all, and now she's like, oh, I must know. I must be super into it. Like addicted to it without ever because it's a drug. Magic is a drug. I know, but she's never even seen it. Anyways, but um, I dipped your foot the toe in. You know, she's first one's always free. Yeah, (laughs) I'm curious to see like how they're going to develop all the characters Mm -hmm. and. Um, where the writing's going to go and everything, so yeah. it should be fun. Sure, and and I should preface this up top. Uh, we are not familiar with the the source material, so we won't be talking about where it strays or where you know how it relates to the books at this time. We're talking at yeah, this yeah, time, yeah. I'm, I'm, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm saying yet. Because this is an I'm, after show for uh, the show. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But I urge you to read the books. They look like super yeah. fun. I want to read um, it now. Exactly. New York Times yeah. bestseller. So sure. we know it's a good yeah. trilogy. Oh, yeah. We're perfectly aware, but we're definitely going to be judging simply on the television show. Sure. And we can add in a few comparisons maybe if the fans want to comment below. Let us know your opinions as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, obviously, as this is an after show, this will be spoiler filled. So if you're watching or listening to this and you haven't seen episodes one and two, go check those out. Come right back. We'll still yes. be here <laughs> because it'll be a podcast. And so you can just download it and listen to it at your leisure. Yeah. Um, but I had a blast with this. I, I wasn't sure what to expect. Had a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, a lot of kind of a lot of Harry Potter vibes, a lot of Narnia vibes, mm-hmm. a, a, kind of some, yep. X, some X-Men vibes that I was really yeah. enjoying. We'll get to that. I'll, get okay. to, I'll explain myself. <laughs> Uh, but let's start out with episode one, uh, unauthorized magic. You know, we gotta let's let's whip through this because this is a lot of a lot of exposition. <laughs> yeah. A lot of you know, yep. we we meet Quentin Coldwater, find out he's he's getting ready to take the uh, uh, exam to go to grad school at Yale. Finds out it's not quite what he expected. He finds himself stumbling upon break bills, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and and him and also his friend uh, Julia. And it's this, it's essentially, that's, that was kind of one of the first things that reminded me a little bit of X-Men. It, it felt a little Ooh, bit. Uh, and like, Men in Black. Exam. Oh, it's a Black. weird exam for something that you don't know what it's for uh, that exactly. That is true, that is true. It's a, and I it's a test that. that like, it's how you take it as well. Sure, sure. And then if you fail, then your memory's wiped. Yes, <laughs> exactly. The little device. That's how yeah. I get you. That's yeah. how I get you. <laughs> Always wiping memories. Uh, Quentin, in the real world, he, we find him at a, at a mental hospital. He's not quite the most suave guy in, in social... Uh, He's just a little manic depressive. Just a little mm-hmm. bit. Just He's just a regular person who doesn't feel like he fits in. That like Yeah. yeah plus. I, I, I think plus more, gonna, but... I'm curious to see them touch on on that because they they're kind of like hinting around it. It's I feel like it's not just like oh I'm getting older and life is really hard. It's like no, like you probably got some serious stuff. <laughs> right, right, oh yeah, right. no, totally. I think to it, it mm. will be interesting to see if they bring it back later because at first, yeah. like the basic what they lay out, he has. You're kind of like, well, that's 
what a lot of, not everybody, but a lot of people go through of not feeling like they belong, not feeling right. like he fits in. Not accepted. Because right? he's not in the right atmosphere of where he's supposed to be. Right. And that's a lot of what he's dealing with. We, we, you know, we, we meet him. We meet his best friend, Julia. They've been friends since childhood. She's A little of, more than best friends in their past. Oh, it's, I picked it? up on that as well. Oh, it seemed yeah. like they had a little conversation, and then she mentioned, you know, that she's with James now and mm-hmm. kind of not really feeling. But then they felt maybe they should be advances. just friends. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they'll end up together again. It seemed like he just like it was just Siblings? unrequited love. Like he had a crush, and she, oh, and she she's didn't not really feeling wasn't it. Feeling and it. By the time anything would have happened, she was already with somebody. And, I like, see. and also just like, yeah, because you know, it is. He says that line. He's like, you didn't notice or you didn't care about this thing till you got with that guy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yep. And so yeah, that's that's a lot of what he's dealing with with Julie right now. Is he's kind of it seems like he's sort of got this Peter Pan complex where he doesn't really want to grow up. He doesn't sure. want to let go of this book series Fillory and Further that he kind of gets lost and in. Fillory and Further has kind of its own Peter Pan. Uh, mm-hmm. Illusion that yeah. kind of alludes to exactly uh, Peter Pan as well. But yeah. uh, and so yeah, so he's super into these books. He's reading them one last time before he throws them up on eBay. Um, and so he's kind of dealing with this, you know, with growing up, you know, with with putting away childish things, as uh, Shakespeare might say. Mm-hmm. But um, they so eventually Quentin and Julia stumble upon Breakbills University, mm-hmm. and it's this. That, and you touched on kind of the colors that they use, and and one of the things that I absolutely fell in love with was kind of the cinematography mm-hmm. and the, you know these bright, vibrant colors Beautiful. that they use for like brick compared to like these mm-hmm. drab kind of shades of gray for the for the real world. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's his line that once you've seen color, you don't want to go black back to black and exactly, white. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. Um, and so. Um, and how it's, interesting that Julia fails the test initially, which right. I mm-hmm. thought you were wondering when she goes there, oh, so she also has magical abilities as yeah. well, because you weren't able to really pick up on that in the first few seconds, in my opinion. Right. But then yeah. as soon as she was there, you can kind of see how captivated she was by the whole world, and the fact that she's willing to cut herself and to remember. That was exactly. really creative. Definitely. That was smart. And she can remember, because interesting, if they're using magical spells to kind of shut off your memory, wouldn't you assume that when you return home, even with the scar you'd be wondering well it's the pain it's like they mentioned that too magic and pain Mm -hmm. interesting I think it's also kind of alluding to the to dark magic and blood magic and if if the whole idea is that because they kind of touch upon that well I'm jumping into episode two but like multiple (laughs) worlds and the idea of like there's more to magic than just break bills then right Obviously, there's like the dark side to break bills as well. Definitely, and maybe yeah. that's just where maybe in she their falls. own way she did dark magic of like yeah. that memory, right? Remembering yeah. it. And yeah. so before before we even get there, when Quentin's about to take what he thinks is his exam for Yale, he finds the the practitioner dead, mm-hmm. just in the office. Yep. Not only that, but a manuscript for the long lost sixth book of the filler in for mm-hmm. the series, which he just absolutely goes crazy over. Mm-hmm. Julie's not having it. She she doesn't. She wants him to finally let go of those. things. Yeah, she was kind of mean. I'm like, dude, let him have his thing. I understand, like, you're trying to help him, but that was not a guiding friend in hand. That was like kicking him out of the nest. Well, I can see that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're going to grad school, it's not like they're high schoolers and going into college. It's like he's probably been this way. But he's getting into grad school, so it's not like he's doing poorly. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think she's also probably just a little frustrated because he's sure. like in the mental institution mm-hmm. over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. She, like, she's like, I knew where you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she seems to just want to have him get back on like the track again, on the right yeah. road, just right. because he seems a little off and mentally unstable at times. But it really just seems like he's 
always had this intuition of wanting to do magic all along. And that's why he hasn't fit in with anybody. And how interesting that he's kind of making new friends further down the line with people like Elliot when he's first greeted when he walks into break bills. Mm-hmm. And interesting that he sort of forms connections with other types as well. What do you guys think about the relationships as far as Penny goes? What about with Alice? I mean, it's interesting because there are so many different kind of volatile personality types. And so it's interesting seeing how different types of personalities use magic, you know, either to their benefit, whether it's it's for fun or whether in the case of Alice, it's to, you know, try to summon her brother, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, just a little bit. Uh, we, you know, when once they, they stumble upon break bills, we find out they're taking a test to kind of bring out their inner magician, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, Quentin passes, Julia, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like, it seems like it's because Julia's kind of coming from this more um, methodical kind of almost scientific approach mm-hmm. where Quentin yep. seems seems more likely to just give himself over and to just kind of believe, you know, as he does with, with filler in further. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. He just kind of says yes and goes with it. Um... Not only that, you know, after after the exam, there it seems like there's kind of a post exam where uh, the dean Henry is talking to to Quentin, and they they're trying to get some magic out of him, and he's and that's thinks, like X Men if that's where you were going, right, 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 exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. stress brings on the exactly, inner yeah. talents. You have to feel right. some sort yeah. of way. It has to get a rush out of you or a reaction in order to ignite the spell. Do you think that's going to be an ongoing trait, or are they finally no. going to get a skill and Just then they the don't beginning. need to rely on? I don't okay. know. It, it yes. might be. Well, he did magic almost immediately, second episode. Yeah, but, right, right, right. But with he's, the cards. he was up until well, with the. The, the battle magic. Yeah. Battle magic. Yeah. No, I mean, so I think it's just the initial. Yeah. It's the spark. Right, In right, case right. you yeah. didn't get going. Right. I and see. kind of mm-hmm. the same thing that happens yeah. with Julia in the bathroom on mm-hmm. her birthday as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's we, a stressful situation. So, right. yeah. But up until that point, the only magic that Quentin really had known was just kind of parlor tricks, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. It almost reminds me, have you guys seen Looper? Mm-hmm. Yes. There oh, reminds yes. me a little loop, Looper where, like, it's a world where telekinesis exists, but most people can only do, like, they can levitate a little coin at a party, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting seeing how it manifests in different um, extents and different degrees. Sure. Um, Definitely. But it's, but it also, that, this scene leads to one of my favorite moments when Henry tells Quentin to stop dicking around <laughs> and do some goddamn magic. Mm-hmm. So good. Yes. I liked how it was pseudo-beeped. I felt icking around. I was like, <laughs> I thought when I was watching it, they like kind of when Penny fudged d- it When Penny bit. drops an F-bomb, we definitely hear some yeah. some audio dropping. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's, a beep, it's just the audio yeah. dips, and you're like, wait exactly. a minute. It's a little bit. <laughs> I know what they said. Yeah. <laughs> America slowly exactly yeah. because if you go to Europe they're like we don't give up yeah, yeah. it's a little bit more subtle anything. yeah just, <laughs> um, so, so after it's like and you know what they're saying anyway. exactly exactly yeah. so after this test after mm-hmm. Henry brings out you know the, the stress in him and he just levitates all these cards and makes this awesome little castle passes out starts dreaming of Fillory dreaming of Jane Chatwin mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. she seems like she's kind of trying to warn him a little trying to keep him was I'm it a little suspicious of her though oh for sure yeah, Ever, we're on seems, to her yeah Mm-hmm. You guys know who Jane Chapman really? Who she? You know who she is? Like, did you did you co- co- connect that? That, that? Jane go, Eliza. Go ahead, Eliza Jane Chapman. Is is so? Is she guess, supposed I to be saying, Jane Chapman? I I got the feeling that she was Jane Chapman. She alluded to something that there Jane some, said exactly, to him in a dream. Yeah. And then when she was talking to, I'm jumping way forward. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. When she was talking to the dean at the end, he said. 
you need to be able to go back. And she said, I don't know how. She's like, you need you need to fight him again. So right. I assume that... Uh, him, him being the beast. The beast. Yeah. And the beast lives in Fillory. So, yeah. Okay, so the the girl who really did disappear has grown up and is that adult. Yeah. And he's just seeing her younger self. She's but the just, question I is... Think, I think pushing upon, like, the image of her younger self to, like... Okay, yeah, that's what, sure. I, that's what that was going to be my question. Mm-hmm. Is he, like... Is she actively speaking to him or is that a separate thing from her that it's I think like an echo I think it's actively something she's doing only because when she was actually face to face with him yeah. she mentioned it again she said and it's a device that he could associate with yeah he yeah. Yeah. knows phrase, the books that phrase the garden path keeps coming up because yes. Margot says it at, at yeah. one point as well but I think more accidentally in yeah. her right. case yeah with Eliza it was, it was like kind of like direct and Exa- she looks just like Jane right. Chadwin like, <laughs> like, good job on casting for that one yeah. Yeah. exactly uh, so good as catch we, though it's one of those like, yeah you don't think about it and then you go oh yeah right mm-hmm. right right yeah. so obviously as as <laughs> Quentin meets you know meets he meets Elliot he meets Margot we meet kind of all these other people we meet. I'm a little Penny. suspicious of them too. Elliot and Margot? Yes. Do you think? Really? I had a moment that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. do they interact with anybody else besides them? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. They not, seem not like the they like might be dead people thing, but like they don't really interact with anybody else. When they went to that party at oh, the I bar, see. they never, they walked in, turned around, and went somewhere else, and that was weird. Oh. And they never talked to anybody else besides the main kids. Mm-hmm. And. I feel that they're very guiding things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the grander scheme of it is, but mm-hmm. I was like, I, and not that they're bad mistrust them, yeah. but there's something bigger behind them. So they're befriending them for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay, they've got ulterior motives, possibly. Yes. When when they turned, when they saw uh, Julia and they immediately turned and, and walked away, I was like, oh, there must be something, th- there might be something to them, like, not really existing, or maybe like that. That was I what I kind of like, was thinking a little bit. Because they dress, or Elliot dresses very particularly, mm. and, like, all the staff dress old-fashioned, and mm. so does he. Margot mm. doesn't, but he yeah. does. Well, it's a bit so, of a dandy. I felt mm. more like they were turning away because they felt something was wrong with Julia. Like, Possibly. she was right. bad. They could kind of pick up They could that. pick up on it, and they are like, oh, no, no, no. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But she's um, still part of the main little group. Julia? Not oh, Julia. Wait. Julia. Penny. The, the, birth, the, the, the blood magic chick. The oh, yes. Penny and Kate. Kate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kate, yeah. Yeah, but see, that's um, that's the part where they didn't talk to anybody. No, yeah, with yeah. Julia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, but I was thinking more so they, they just felt that she... They can sense the bad magic. Yeah. I see, bad. I yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah. only time will tell who they really are. We'll see. Yeah. As Quentin meets all these people, we we get to meet Alice as well. And Alice is kind of, you know, she's sort of the bookwormy type. She mm-hmm. There are rumors that she comes from a family full of magicians. Mm-hmm. And she shows incredible aptitude by making this little... That was so cool. A horse that, like, gallops off the table. That was adorable. (laughs) It was too cute. Um, But, you know, she's obviously, you know, even even less socially inclined than than Quentin is. Mm -hmm. You know, very kind of... I think she, sure, sure. She she seems to be kind of this pariah, but I think it's also because she's more she's more in tune with with what people's real motivations are. I think she can pick up sure she can pick up on the fact that Elliot and Margot are a little bit socially manipulative, and so she doesn't yep. want mm-hmm. any part of that. Because she left that mm-hmm. one scene with Margot, she's like, I don't think you actually really want to be my friend. Right. That was mm-hmm. my hmm. right exactly. Yes. 
Suspicious. And she's all about finding out whatever was in that book. You know, yeah. she wanted to know what that symbol meant. And as right. soon as Quentin became involved with the symbol on his hand as well, they kind of mentioned to them to contact the other side. Right. You know, their friendship just kind of formed automatically. But it also made me feel like those two came together, obviously, for a purpose. And I don't really know right now, but I do have a feeling in the future it will be romantic. Interesting. Okay. Are you guys still in the same vibe? You catching that vibe? Between... Um Quentin and Alice. And Alice. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. I okay. can definitely okay. see that. Yeah. In the future, not right now. Not I think it's going to develop. Maybe. I could see that. I could see that. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think Quentin's got to get a little confidence. <laughs> yes. Sure. I mean, that, obviously, yeah. yeah. That'll come before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but after, so jumping back into kind of the real world, mm-hmm. after Julia, you know, fails her exam, she she kind of becomes obsessed with it. She goes crazy. She, mm-hmm. you know, she cuts herself so that she can remember. She's constantly online. James calls Quentin panicking because she's not even eating. She's she's barely she's a shell of her former self. You know, mm-hmm. she's obsessed. She's mm-hmm. obsessed with I think not only the idea of just failing anything, but the fact that there is this latent ability that she could potentially awaken, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She wants to be in tune with that side of herself and I think all these years she thought she wanted a normal, you know, Ivy League education and then all of a sudden it's like how does that matter in a world of magic where you can pretty much do anything that you want? Sure. But then again, they also mention in there that magic doesn't solve everything. So exactly. that was an interesting mm-hmm. conundrum that they addressed big, early on. It's su- That was such a, a strong line and such, I think, something that's obviously going to become a running theme mm-hmm. throughout the show is that, you know, like, obviously with, with things like this and, you know, like, if you guys have seen, like, Chronicle and things like that, mm-hmm. when young people yeah. get, <laughs> you know, get powers it's you know they think that it's just this cure all that mm-hmm. that, that is is what'll unlock anything yeah mm-hmm. and, and they set up the light magic and the dark magic exactly mm-hmm. and that was Good another thing bad. that was another thing that kind of struck you know like an x-men sort of chord with me yeah. is you know we, if if break bills is you know, Professor Xavier's gifted school yes. for youngsters. Mm-hmm. Then whatever back alley, back alley mm-hmm. meat packing yeah. plant that Julia goes to, mm-hmm. yeah, is, is where mm-hmm. Magneto kind of or like Jedi school exactly, versus, sure, mm-hmm. Jedi versus Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Totally, just yin and yang, guys. Yeah, light and dark. All yeah. that fun. Joseph Campbell, hero's journey. Yeah, I mean, we're all the same stories. Dumbledore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, just growing up. Who goes bad? Who stays good? Exactly. Yeah. So, but it's it's at the height of this obsession that it's it's Julia's birthday, poor girl. And Quentin <laughs> finds her at her at her birthday party, and he kind of keeps it a hundred with her. He goes, you know what? Maybe you don't have potential. You know, just because you could do. Shut it down. She is totally on her high horse, though. Right. Like I am so smart, and like yeah. now that the she does seem like switched. somebody. Right. That, okay, right. you're not perfect at everything. So that I was like, well, you were mean to him earlier it's exactly. fair that he's like well so you're not this perfect. is my niche now yeah, yeah like there is to kind of also just like from what i've kind of been able to to understand from the books is that quinn isn't really the nicest guy like as mm-hmm. you get as mm-hmm. we get to right, know him more right. you we might see like that he is kind of like the guy that is kind of like well maybe you're just not that great sure not so sure. <laughs> his like, filter oh. barrier is exactly, low exactly. he's yes. like i'm just gonna say he it. seems very yeah. kind of impulsive and yeah. so like, he says and, yeah. and as we see in episode two does things without really thinking about them yeah on um, that note i read on a gossip blog a fan wrote quinton appears to be as much of a dude 
douche as he is in the books. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I then it. I kind of I connected it. that with the first show uh, and how I perceived sure. him. Sure. Speaking of douches, it's at this birthday. <laughs> do you like that segment? I did. It's good at time. this birthday party that Julie is attacked with magic in in the bathroom, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it seems like I'm like, oh man, it this was is weirdly getting, sexy. This though. is getting hip. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, I was like, that's uh, really you know, interesting. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. But, <laughs> but you like, went there. <laughs> well, since you mentioned it. reminds I mean, me a lot of, of Hollow Man. Have you yeah. Oh, sure. No, totally. Yeah, Absolutely. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, like that. But, but know, I meant like if you liked the person. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's, like, let's, no. put that caveat, let's put that caveat on there. Yeah. Same, consensual. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah. But so, but luckily we find out that it's all a test. He, you know, uh, who we find out is Pete. Uh, tells but we her just that, need to get her in her bra. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. That was the important part. Yes. Um, Pete lets her know that, you know, break bills isn't the only place that yeah. can track the gift, as mm-hmm. he calls it. Mm-hmm. And and he says that they've been watching her for mm-hmm. some time, this sort of dark side. But what I guess, I guess, suppose could be the light side, depending on your perspective. Mm-hmm. This is true. We down don't the necessarily road, know switch. they're bad yet. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. We could find mm-hmm. some things out about Henry down the road. It's Who all knows? in the gray anyway. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. I'd say they're gray. Mm-hmm. They haven't sure. done anything malicious, so... Sort of. They got that chick from Hannibal. She's just (laughs) bad news. Bad news, Marina. Um, So after all this, Quentin has another dream about Jane Jane Chatwin, just dreaming all over the place, Mm -hmm. and he. Um, and she's she's kind of chastising him because he hasn't listened. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of he keeps mm-hmm. di- you know diving deeper down into this rabbit hole, so to speak. Um, and I think yeah, this is the one where she you know this this sigil appears on the stone and she forces him to put his hand against it, mm-hmm. and he wakes up and sure enough, it's burnt into the palm of his mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of you know dreams crossing into reality, reality crossing into dreams. What is reality? You know things like Good that. Point. Well, it's a cool other way to show how that magic works in this world. That you know, it's not necessarily just spells. Right. And actually, I was gonna say that real quick too. I love. What do you guys think of? I like the hand gestures as like uh, yeah. spellcasting. Cool. Yeah, it's like that's a really fun way to do it. If, like, yeah, if Harry Potter yeah. spells are kind of verbal incantations, this has its own little twist. With yeah. The, yeah, or with the little magic wand they have right, to use exactly. on. Yeah, they don't have a thing to channel it. But it's this, gestures. You gotta yeah, I saw really that little battle. Gestures. That's cool. Absolutely. Like it's a new creative visual twist because it's right. visually it interesting. Mm-hmm. Right, right, but it's right. also based in real stuff because I mean that's dance stuff as well. Like, oh sure. Oh, I'm totally blanking. What's You're that's talking called? about the raving, the guys that were raving oh, in the big front. They were doing the. Oh. Well, no, there's other stuff too where it's like <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but I don't know. But they do dance things where it is like. Are you talking about tutting? Is that what maybe. It's yeah, I'm something like that. that. Sounds shift. cool. Shake but either off, way, um, <laughs> either way, it's <laughs> interesting that it's a, like, they've made it a very visual thing instead of just like blah, blah, blah words and can't right, right, right. just that. You know, yeah. at least there's variety of different ways to do it. Sure. So after, after that symbol pops up, he sees Alice in the library and that symbol is also in, in the book that she's reading. So there's some sort of connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they, they, have that similarity. She sees that, you know, she can kind of use him, basically. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, yeah, she didn't really want anything to do with them before. Now she sees that kind of common bond, that mm-hmm. that sigil, and so now she wants, you know, she wants his help. And she says, you, if you want to be involved, involved be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has to steal a book from the Dean uh, to contact the other side to kind of, you know, 
have a little bit of a Because that's what you do. You know. I mean, and I like how she says that she wants to contact her dead brother, Charlie, mm-hmm. originally. Mm-hmm. And when the four of them get together with Penny and Katie and Alice and Quentin, that finally they end up contacting the Beast, which is strange to me. Because... Right. It doesn't seem like the seance works originally. You know, they kind of go home like, all right, well, we Well, like any up. seance, it never <laughs> works the way you want it You're to. You're right. And then later, you open the door wide. Um, that is true. Ouija board over exactly, there. Exactly. But, but I like the mystery of what her brother is. What uh-huh. happened to her brother? Exactly. Yeah. And will he come back and help later? Right. Charlie's going to have something to do with it. Just evil. And, and I was going to say, has, yeah. has, has Charlie already come back? Yeah. yeah. Good has point. Charlie already come back? That's the Good beast. Point. Yeah. I don't think he's the beast. No. I don't think he's the beast. Yeah. That's my, we'll get to predictions later. That's what, I, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Basically, to wrap up episode one, they, they summon the beast and it is bad Whoops. news. It's bad Ooh, news. Yes, it's, 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 it's a picture of the beast. Hot. Just saying. Yeah. Just the actual okay. actor. The actor. I was like, there's yeah. a little bit too many moths in the way. Right yeah, I now. can't really see no, in there. Uh, that was a cool effect. It that was, was awesome. visually very interesting because it's very disturbing not it's, to have like a real face. Yeah. yeah, you're like, Ugh. well, that um, whole the the end of episode one with that fight was a lot more disturbing than what came after. Yeah, that was, yeah. Mm-hmm. When yeah. he reached into the Dean and, like, plucked yeah. out his that was eyes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Smiling almost face. kind of like the marionette sort of yeah. symbolism. Yes. Like, that was the... Do you guys notice that Quentin's coin moved like he was able... I felt like... Was, was that like he could break the that. spell of it in a way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't honed into it. I feel yeah. like that right. was the only thing He's that was preventing him. To have yeah. his Harry Potter moment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we get like, we get that foursome of, of Quentin, Alice, uh, Penny, and uh, Katie. And they all... they inadvertently summon the beast the beast stops time kills the professor plucks the dean's eyeballs right out of his head and seems like his calling card is the little smiley, smiley face because he doesn't mirror. really have a face Ooh. i was uh-huh. really happy that he killed the professor because he was really annoying me just like <laughs> just going Speaking on a tangent german. in german i was like dude if i were in that <laughs> class i would like kill you because i'm here to learn some magic you know? and you're just that like, was a pretty boring class yeah, i was like know. what is he yeah i don't think Get the kids point. Point. Right. actually the beginning i did think was interesting though when he was talking about the metals and that changing that I'm like, I feel this is a exposition thing that that's going to happen right. later. Good point. Hope you guys were listening in class. So let's hop, <laughs> let's hop into episode two, the source of magic. We're dealing with the aftermath mm-hmm. of the beast just wreaking havoc all over the, the classroom. Uh, Quentin wakes up. They're asking him to describe the beast, asking why why the beast knew Quentin's name. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. obviously a lot of unanswered questions. And flashback to storytelling was exactly. a fun way to do it as exactly. well. Exactly. Like the... I didn't like it very much. No. Oh no! Uh, just because I felt like it, it kind of diluted the the fight. Mm. Um, it was. Mm. I think I that would have been a really great way to show off Hope. how these four people manifest their powers. Because I was kind of writing down as we were going through. I was like psychic, telekinetic, sure, telekinetic. Mm-hmm. But I think to see them like kind of for you to kind of touch upon like mm-hmm. what they can do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, would have been fascinating to watch. And sure. it was just kind of like how they set it up. I was like. But when oh, okay. you go, it's kind of Quentin's perspective that, you know, he wasn't fully aware of what happened. Then after, it's like remembering, like, oh, wait, that really happened. Yeah. Right, right, right. I feel yeah. that'd be the only decent justification. They go, okay, well, we'll watch it from his right. recollection yeah. of it. Yeah. But I do agree and all that battle would have been fun. But that's going to be later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so coming. While, yeah. while all this aftermath is happening over in Quentin's neck of the woods, over in Julia's world, she's kind of dealing with this sort of initiation test. Mm-hmm. Basically, she's in a meatpacking plant <laughs> in New York, which is, I mean, sure, why not? Why not make that the base of your operations? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Pete locks her and and this, this brand new girl named Marina 
in a in a in a freezer in a in a walk in like meat locker basically and says all right good luck don't freeze to death yeah <laughs> and just kind of checks the deuces be yeah. resourceful you yeah. know he mm-hmm. definitely wanted her to figure out what exactly she had to do and giving her the dead guy coming back to life was an incentive right. to get moving start yeah. utilizing your powers and then the fact that Pete can you know change his form and become this dead guy and exactly. kind of tell her have you tried everything right, you sure right. I didn't think he changed his form I think he just spoke through him he kind yeah. of okay. possessed nonetheless yeah, yeah, like, the mean, eyes like okay, yeah, you're right she uh, probably didn't transform but no, nonetheless standing outside, used like, him looking as a vessel yeah. Yeah. Okay. and so, so yeah but we, we do get a taste of how how kind of resourceful you know Julie is how mm-hmm. how she acts under pressure right you know, we've seen kind of how Quentin acts under pressure now we see that Julia once again kind of the more methodical thinker the more yeah. maybe scientific thinker mm-hmm. um, I mean obviously do you know do we think those skills are going to come into play oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. I think with um, Julia I th- well I think the fact that she's kind of going down like this place that that allows for lack of control and Quentin's going down a place that, that needs control. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see like kind of like a flip when they come back to Definitely. each other. Mm-hmm. Very good point. So, I agree. Right. It's like that you need that happy medium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so on on that side of things, you know, whipping through because we're, you know, spent a good chunk of time on episode yeah, yeah. one. But that's because it's full of exposition and all that yeah. lovely stuff, you know. Um, basically, we find out that Marina is not quite as new as we might have thought. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, she's Banff. Yeah, she is Banff, absolutely. What is that? Uh, bad. You know, badass mother. Bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but, I don't speak um, in it's also, it's, it's like, also the noise I'm that Nightcrawler makes. That's probably about teleports. one of the few I use. Just yeah. saying. No, no, I'm not. It's not just, <laughs> I just, just embrace the waves now. Um, but, um, and so we find out that, you know, you, you kind of, in this side of magic, you earn these tattoos that sort of show your your rank and your experience. And Are Marina's they in like increments of, of 10? Because they she was be, 50 yeah. by here, and I'm like, I don't think there's 50 stars, but right. like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I think you're right, yeah. They're in increments of 10. Yeah, and Julia right. got her first star got this her first episode, yeah. so... By, by learning that she had to kind of harvest that fat from the body that was in the meat locker with them. Yeah. yeah. I mean that was. I mean, it got a little bit. It got a little bit graphic. We didn't it's really cool. see her carve it out. Though. No, but we definitely heard it though. <laughs> yeah, the sound yeah. effects were yeah. on point. <laughs> it's still like he was a pretty muscly sci-fi. man. I think you'd have to go to certain spots to really sci-fi get scary. fatty section. Like they went sure. to his like buff abs. <laughs> I'm like, where are you getting the fat out of there? Um. So yeah. So that's kind of what's happening over in in Julie's neck of the woods. Um, over in in on Quentin's side of things, we find out about this thing called battle magic. We find out that during the beast's whole, you know, just wrecking shop, we you know we saw Katie throw what was battle magic, which almost seems like uh, kind of like a less lethal version of like I don't know, like a vada kedavra in the in the Harry Potter verse, <laughs> yeah. you know, things like that. It's just that straight up hostile energy kind of push, yeah. magic, yeah. That's that thing that you're not supposed to know. Exactly. Everyone's, yeah, it's but super... everyone knows everyone it. Everyone knows yeah, it. Yeah, I like everyone that knows Quinn's totally it. like, I don't even know what battle magic is, and nobody's like, here, let me explain it to you, because I think if you had a student on campus that does this, they should <laughs> break it down. Like, wow. I think he just, 
Well, they they did. Uh, Elias did comment on like how he has to pick up things a lot faster, and that was yeah. kind of a hint of that of him. Oh yeah, you know, I thought it was quickly. interesting because uh, didn't they say like it seems like people are specific magic, but he seems to do multiple types, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. more than physical magic. I yeah. noticed that too. They're definitely going to have the avatar. Yes, <laughs> they're definitely going to have though both like the good and bad side of magic. I mean, if you yeah. put any type of students in any academic program, you're going to have the good apples and the bad apples. Of course. Some are going to utilize their battle magic. And I think that's going to come into play later just because you need to know these type of things, especially dealing Mm -hmm. with an entity like the Beast, who clearly has powers beyond anybody in that room and can take out the Dean, who is supposed to be in this. Exactly, yeah. And so we we get a lot of scenes between Quentin and Alice. And one of my favorite things is that he's insisting that the world of Fillory is real. And Alice is like, hang on, (laughs) that's a leap. And I'm like... For real? But, <laughs> yeah, you're um, working with magic. Marina does say that, and it's it's like so just glossed over. But when, uh, when we're first hmm. introduced to Marina, she is looking at like I think the the lost number six. Oh, book. sure, sure. And she goes, "Oh, so these books are real? Can you believe it?" Yeah. So he, he, he's right. But, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, that, and that's I, yeah. I love that Alice is so taken aback. Like in this world where the beast just came in and stopped time and plucked this guy's eyeballs out of his yeah. head. Like this book possibly being based in reality, that's the leap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we get a lot of that. You know, they go to the library. We get a little cameo from the book's author, Lev Grossman. Mm-hmm. He calls himself Dev. Dev, Dev Very good one Dev, there. Dev Fleischman. <laughs> yeah. If I mean just like really subtle, <laughs> subtle work there. Um, but he's he's convinced that you know that the Chatwins were you know well the Chatwins were based on real people that actually disappeared. Mm-hmm. So he thinks there could be something more to these mm-hmm. Hillary books. Not only that, Alice is desperate to hide the evidence because that summoning that they did, big no no. Yeah, <laughs> well, just that was the part that I was like, oh, that's a Peter Pan reference of the children, the author. Who oh, sure. Would go and visit the children oh, and right. write the story because mm-hmm. that's how Peter Pan was written. He would play with. The children. That sounds really bad. No, we're but, gonna, we get like, it. You know, we're gonna have an innocent mind. No, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, but um, so I was like, oh, that's kind of touching on that. I wonder sure. if they're gonna kind of toy Come with that in. whole idea, right? Maybe. Right? Right? Uh, yeah. We also we also find out a little bit more about Penny that kind of throughout his whole life he's he's heard these sort of chaotic voices but only one was really clear and and was the one that kind of led him to sort of growing his his uh his magic skills mm-hmm. but that also dupes him into being in the the study hall when the beast mm-hmm. attacks I think right. it was because it was the beast that was yeah. speaking right. to him who right. tricked right. him right. that was mentioned got yeah. tricked interesting <laughs> It sucks how you got there, but you know what? At least you know yeah, what you know. At least you got there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of, a lot of stuff to. I was gonna say, I'm like, we don't got a whole lot. Of time. I was, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. Let's see what but, else is well, there. Well, there's yes. the whole finding out that that Katie's in cahoots with. Uh, she's Marie. in cahoots yeah. with Marie. Yeah. yeah, and why? Because it does seem like she's under some sort of yeah, obligation. Right, right, right. Honor. And mm-hmm. she, yeah, she, so Penny is is kind of getting fed up with everything. He wants to leave break bills, you know, it seems like. She's trying to get him to stick around, at least just for one last stupid stunt. Starts kind of rummaging around in drawers, mm-hmm. pulls out this amulet that we find out is, has these protective qualities. Mm-hmm. So that when, when Quentin goes and confronts Penny about ratting him out for being kind of the, the ringleader of the whole summoning circle, mm-hmm. they get into this huge fight. 
Quentin out of nowhere just thro- not really a huge fight. I mean, I mean, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't much of a fight. It's a couple hits and energy. Throw some battle magic yeah. out. It gets reflected right back onto him. Yeah, and off he goes. And it, all, it showed how strong the next it was, Tuesday. though, because remember yeah. when sh- when um it happened in the classroom, it was like it barely knocked the beast back. But this right. is like flying. <laughs> so I wonder if that's not necessarily the battle magic as much as it is just the the protective magic kind of that like, too. Yeah, sure. I was wondering. Sure. Maybe. Well, because is yeah. he really that strong? Or he has no control, so he did put too much channeling into it. Maybe. So he wasn't right. as guided. So, yeah. so yeah. So as all this is happening, we find out that kind of as sort of punishment for being the ringleader of this whole summoning thing, that Quentin's going to get wiped. He's about to get wiped, just like Julia did. And I don't think he knows, like, he calls her kind of frantically apologizing, mm-hmm. asking her mm-hmm. to help him remember that magic is real. Mm-hmm. And it's, kind of, it's it's almost kind of heartbreaking because it seems like if he does get wiped, it'll go back to just seeing everything in black and white, you know? Mm-hmm. And just going back to just it's like... Simple life. Just like mm-hmm. passionately defending like magic at parties to girls in unicorn shirts. <laughs> oh. Shorts, definitely. Shorts. 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 Um... But you know, he so we've got we've got some tension between him and uh mm-hmm. uh, between him and Penny. Yes. We've got this impending wiping happening. Well, he just assumes that, but it, this it, is true. That's the thing. We don't know we don't know what Penny expelled. said. Yeah. We don't know yeah. what Penny said. He's like admitting guilt before he's been accused. Yeah. Exactly. So calm exactly. down, don't and they need him. They mentioned that they need these two magicians, you know, right. at the end. So. Exactly. But he exactly. doesn't know that. Exactly. He, he has no idea. He's so little. so he goes to, to you know, the person that's about to wipe him and it's Eliza, mm-hmm. who was also the paramedic that left him that manuscript mm-hmm. of filler and further in episode the six. one, uh-huh. and um, and and she kind of she she breaks it down that she's also dreamt of of fillery mm-hmm. um, and he's just trying to you know to get some answers. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. she she knows that he took that amulet from Penny. You know he went and and jacked it from Penny mm-hmm. while he was mm-hmm. sleeping, mm-hmm. Um, and to, to intending to kind of protect himself against that wiping. And she knows. She knows he's not that great of a liar. Yeah. It's but then true. she's happy with him because she's like, good. Right. What we so, need. yeah. Yeah. So she she says she's going to give him one more chance. The school board will take her word for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So then we, we close out episode two. We see Julia getting her very first tattoo. You know, her kind of first initiation into this kind of society of dark arts or Making whatever it is. Making stupid choices. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we see Eliza <laughs> visiting the dean who I thought was, I thought he was donezo. I thought he was gone after the well, beast. Well, only because I realized he wasn't dead only because he pulled out the little watch thing. Oh, uh, was that after? Okay, yeah, yeah. that was after he was like, mm, got it. I don't think I noticed it was yeah. after either. Because he yeah. was like, Quentin, take this, and Quentin's yeah. like, able right. to summon it. And so he's, he's yeah. so mm-hmm. poor Henry has been relieved of two eyeballs. You know, he's laid up in a hospital bed. He, he doesn't he's have gone eyes. through it. His hands are wrecked. I mean, like, it's it's got to be a tough road to hoe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they got to they gotta bring that potential out of Penny, out of Quentin, mm-hmm. out of ostensibly Alice and, and Elliot, Margo, and everyone yeah. else in this magic universe to mm-hmm. fight this beast. Mm-hmm. So... It's well, definitely interesting. Man, to me. episodes yeah. one and two in the Ooh, books. Can yeah. we get to some predictions? Yeah. Let's yes. do some predictions. Ooh. I love doing that. And now... You're after Buzz TV. Yes. Predictions. Oh, my. Say, you're so excited. You should go first. <laughs> you're like. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, that's, I just love the lighting. Um, I think my prediction, I'm going to go out on a limb. People who read the books probably will correct me right off the bat. Don't correct. I don't want to know. Don't, please don't. Exactly. Spoil. Yeah. Exactly. Don't, spoil don't on correct YouTube. it. Don't correct it. We just know the show. Um, and I they could change Charlie, it too, so. I think that Charlie, if he's not the beast, he's at least a malevolent spirit. 
Okay. I think mm. I think I think they're gonna. She's gonna. Alice is gonna get her wish of contacting Charlie, and it's not gonna be good news. Mm. What y'all okay. think? Sure. Oh, I'm what? sorry. I moved down the line. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, I think something's up with Elliot and Margot. I don't know okay. what, how big and how grandiose that is, but mm-hmm. I feel something is up with them. Interesting. So I'm assuming that Elliot and Alice are going to form some type of alliance, which will help them kind of stay in tune with whatever they need to do to get this beast. And I'm also feeling like they're going to go out of their way to get the book six back because there's some answers missing and they might Mm be Mm -hmm. hunting them Mm -hmm. down real soon here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it it might be something along the lines of the people in the Julia circle, the, the bad Magic, like Marina and Pete, and all that are trying to find a way into Break Bells because there's something they need from Break Bells. Because just even with how, I, I mean, I don't know if Margo's a part of it, but how Margo was kind of like quizzing Alice about how would you get in? How did you know how to get here without right. yes. being summoned mm-hmm. here? Um, so I think there is that this, was very suspicious. Like this desire to get into Break Bells to as a resource, and that's also why the Beast had to be summoned into it. He can't just go on his own accord. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of going to be like the big struggle for the next few episodes or season. Sure. sure. Yeah. Well, a lot of good stuff. Woo. We saw two amazing episodes, Got managed to get through it in one episode of AfterBuzz. Yeah. But guys, yeah. it's about that time. Tell everyone at home, listening, where they can find you. Uh, yes, you can find me at Carrie D. Lane on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Carrie Lane Actor. And you can find me, Samantha Benitz, on Twitter and Instagram at Samantha underscore Benitz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. And you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Ty Matthews PMA, as well as various other after shows, Monday Night Raw, Pitch Slap, Second Chance, and Lucha Underground starting this Thursday. Guys, remember, go to iTunes, download, subscribe, rate, Mm -hmm. review, all that stuff. But until next week, peace! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 